Welcome to episode 8 of the Younger, Smarter, Better podcast, teaching teens and young adults important life skills and habits so they are better educated to deal with life. And never have to say the phrase, I wish I knew that when I was a young adult. I'm your host, Christian Alita, and today we are going to be discussing comedy and why it is so important to giving public speeches and presentations. Episode 8, the funny one. Get it? Because it's about comedy. Exactly. This is all about comedy. Now, I know I brought you on here because you have done a lot of research into comedy and read a lot, few books on it, as well as I have. So tell me what you know. Uh, you asked the first question because I'm a professional in comedy. I demand it taken seriously. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the first question I have for you Where is comedy useful? Comedy is very useful in things like public speeches or presentations, but it can be used pretty much anywhere for a variety of reasons, like, you know, taking off the edge of something, like, mm -hmm. through, like, a, even extreme cases, like, that's what dark, we have a whole, the whole genre of comedy, it's called dark comedy, mm -hmm. or, you know, just to make things, to improve the presentation ability, or, you know, to make it more significant, like in the presentation, like your whole dinosaur presentation. Oh, yes. I have to let me tell you the story of the dinosaur presentation. So let's see. Where were we? This was ninth grade, and we had a presentation. This is a persuasive presentation. We have to persuade. This is in front of the class with you and another partner. We have to persuade the class on some opinion, be it like, gun laws or like should pets be used in testing and some like it's supposed to be some big like a controversial issue that's going on and you have to like persuade the class one way or the other using like statistics and all this other sort of stuff so in the mood of just finishing a book all about um comedy and presentations i'm like you know what screw all these dark and like sad topics we're gonna do something funny and outside of the box and we're gonna see how it goes so I talked to my teacher. I'm like, talk so first I talked to my friend. I'm like, look at dude, I just finished this book. I think we should do something outside of the box that's not on this list of all these dreary topics. We should do something random and weird. He's like, you know what? As long as I don't have to do any public presentation parts, if you if you do all the public speaking, I'll s slip the slides, and then we can do whatever you want. I'm like, great. I talked to the teacher. She's like, you know what? You've been a pretty good student. This is supposed to be all about presentation and being persuasive. As long as you're persuasive, do whatever you want. I'm like, thank you so much. I won't let you down. Now, that's where the fun began. <laughs> We're going through all these random topics like should Ewoks be pets and all these other like random like things that we can think of. And one of the things that really struck me was should dinosaurs really have been extinct? And that question really stuck in my head because, you know, it's really controversial topic in today's era because we all think about dinosaurs on a regular basis. And we're like, you know what? Dinosaurs should not have been extinct. And we listed off why. We got our presentation together. We had graphs. We had graphs that had scientific data. We had the population of dinosaurs in the prehistoric area and all those other fancy eras like millions and millions and the 
millions of years ago, and then we compared it to today's era of how many population of dinosaurs. And you can see a very big difference in the graph. The graph went from like lots of dinosaurs down to no dinosaurs through the time period that was today and a long time ago. So you can see we had some pretty fancy graphs. That was our scientific-backed project. Now we had some pictures, a lot of Photoshopped pictures of dinosaurs. And we went through and we're like, today we need dinosaurs. Dinosaurs should not have been extinct years ago because they would be so useful in today's life. Imagine riding to school on your 40-foot tall T-Rex. Doesn't that sound awesome? And the class was like, okay, this is supposed to be some presentation. This guy's just going off script. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. And now we're going to talk about genetically engineered dinosaurs. And we had some funny pictures of, like, dogs' heads on dinosaurs. And it was great. At the end of the presentation, uh, we were the last group to present. And then there was a uh, voting that would go on. So everyone's heads would go down and you'd raise your hand for the presentation you thought would be the best that would deserve an extra 10 points of extra credit. Which in that class, because it was only a 25-point assignment, was a lot of points and could definitely boost up our grades. So we went through... They listed off the first. Take group. a guess who's. Take a guess who won. <laughs> I I don't know who do you think won. It was us. Nobody else got voted except for our group, which was awesome, and it was so much fun. And I think it was all because comedy really was the only reason that we won that extra ten points. Yes, I also did. I did the same presentation. I did mine about weed. <laughs> I also, I also got the favorite. I was also class favorite. Nice. Uh, so. You see, we probably both won that for just slightly different com comical reasons. Mine because it's just so ridiculous. Like, okay, people talking about animal rights and stuff like that. And here's a couple just because of weed. Or you, who dash put you, you put a lot more into the actual comedy of it. Mine was just a ridiculous example. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure people we're the two press from each of our classes. We were the presentation everyone remembered coming out of that. Exactly, and I think that's one of the things that using comedy, people remember you. It sticks in your head a little bit longer, and people pay more attention when they hear something like funny, and it allows them to relate a little bit more, and that's kind of what comedy does. So let me ask you, what is comedy in a sense? That's the, I don't know. I was going to say a million-dollar question, but I mean, how much, it's, how it's not worth a million dollars. It's not worth a million dollars. Because I'm going to tell you right here. Uh, so simply, all comedy is laughing at someone or something's expense. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or more elegantly put, truth and pain. Yeah. So, do you want to explain a little bit more on what truth and pain, what that idea of comedy is? So, oh yeah. So, truth and pain is so telling a truth, a painful truth, like, how about that airplane food? <laughs> I think the, and the truth of that would be like, you know. Airplane poop sucks. Exactly. That's that's. Or I don't know. I I went on one flight. I had a. It was pretty nice actually. Pretty nice. Apparently, like you know, in real realistically, airplane food is bad because it's like you're so far up in the air, you can't like all your um what is it all the senses get like clogged up. So like your smelling sense, which is part of eating. Take your science out of my I joke. <laughs> all right. Nerd. Exactly. See? See, let's all laugh at Christian for being a nerd. <laughs> Let me laugh at myself for being a nerd. That's some self-deprecating humor in here. Yeah. All right. So now that we talked a little about, I, can you go a little bit more into the pain and truth part? Like you're kind of selling a truth, and if people can relate to that truth, 
then you also have the pain that's associated with that truth. Like you said, like airplane food. Could you go a little bit more into like the truth part and the pain part of that? So, uh, not, I think it kind of goes to our next one. Well, why are things funny? So uh, things are funny when they're relatable to you and like you understand it mm-hmm. and it's a truth you know. It's a it's a painful truth that you are that's relatable to you. Like you know, let's go to an airplane food example. If you've ever been on a flight, which is a good amount of people, you know, airplane food is pretty bad. So you laugh for like, oh, he's making a joke about airplane food. I know that sucks, and it's it, yeah, I've tried it. It sucks. I know it's annoying, and I know it. Mm-hmm. Or so things are funny because they're painful truths that is relatable to us. Yeah. And I think another good example of that would be in today's day and era, memes. Because memes are really just like small bits of things that are super relatable and they have like a punchline. It's like actually the perfect example of truth and pain. And one of the greatest examples of that, I don't know how many people can relate to the PSAT memes. It's so, the reason those memes are so funny Junger, is Smarter, Better does not condone does not why con- <laughs> does not condone PSAT the memes. creating of PSAT memes. But we can laugh at their expense. I mean, come on, they're hysterical. But um, part of the reason they're so funny is because everyone that takes the PSAT has to go through and answer those questions. So it's ultimately relatable because everyone has the same exact set of questions, which is why it's such an issue that people create the memes. But that's besides the point. They're hysterical. So it's so related. Everyone can relate to it, and everyone has to do with the pain of going through and answering those questions and dealing with the random topics that they give us for those questions because you know it's, it's funny because everyone has to do it. And it's like everyone doesn't want to do it. And the only reason they do it is because of the memes, or at least in my case, my money. I, I was trying to, you know, do good on it. We talked about do I it for the memes. I did it I did it pretty well, I believe, but come on, the memes are pretty funny. What is so let's let's dissect this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh so what is the so what is the painful truth? The painful truth. Well, there is a four hour long test that everyone has to take. And it's long, boring, and some people don't feel like they're up to the task of actually answering the questions. So the pain of it is that the questions are, you know, it's kind of like a not feared in a sense, but like not enjoyed experience. So the pain of the test is that you had to take the test. The truth is, is that the questions are kind of ridiculous. And that that is kind of the truth and the pain. The truth is, you know, you have to take the test, and that the test was not fun. The pain was you had to take the test, and the test was not fun. So uh, close, uh, but okay, so the pain. Okay, the truth and pain is that they're ridiculous, or more, or they're ridiculous questions that you do on this on this really serious test. Mm. So you're taking a really serious test, and you're making jokes about it. Yeah. Okay, so you you got that mostly right. Don't. Yeah, yeah. That was close. You don't suck too bad. Thank okay. you. Now, I now I found this really funny joke. So, did right. you uh, on your way to school today? On your way to school, you, um, or on Friday? Do you see uh, Lewis Warren on your way to school? No. Really? Because I thought that white Jeep check is really noticeable. <laughs> now you laugh, but do you do you do you know why you laughed? No. Do you understand anything about that joke? I'm not going to, okay, good, because I'm not going to explain it. Uh, so, it was really funny, because if you understood that, it would be really funny. 
but you don't, so it's not funny. Yeah. So, because it has, because when this, when the whole why that was funny is because I saw when it was going down, and I understood, you know, one, I know who that person is. Two, I I know, like, why a white Jeep Cherokee would be relevant to that person. Because of the whole story, because the whole, because I know the story, you don't. So, it is a truth, and so it is a, so it has relevance to me. And the truth and pain is just you know making fun of someone mm-hmm. for saying dumb stuff. Uh, but okay, you laughed at that, but that wasn't funny to you. Now, why did you laugh? A forced laugh, I guess. Because it was a joke, and you're supposed to laugh at the joke. Exactly. Conformity. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Conformity is the reason. So, uh, there was so if you saw um, there was a brain games example of this. Mm, I Explain it. So, so what they would do is have a person in a waiting game room. Uh, they would be told a joke, and then everyone in the waiting room would laugh, but only one person is a real act. Only one. Everyone else in the room is an actor except for one person. Mm-hmm. So then later, uh, when all the people leave, he's waiting there, and then someone else comes, and then as the last person leaving, he tells, uh. Tell that person that joke we weren't, and tells a joke, and so he laughs at the joke, and then the person, the actor, the next actor just doesn't laugh. And he's like, "Why is that funny?" It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I was just everyone else was laughing, because it was a really, it was a dumb, it was just a weird, it was not funny at all. Mm-hmm. It was a dumb joke. It wasn't even a joke. It's just blabbering. It, it, it was just you know when you type the, the just recommend, the, like um. Recommended word on your phone or in text. Oh yes. Suggested words. It's just like he did that, and then they said it in like a joke format. Just like pressing all those random buttons. Those are just some random things you do with that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, in short, conformity is why we laugh at things that tend even that we might not find funny. Or we want to relate with. We want. So here's the thing. We also jokes and stuff are all about relating to the truth and pain of it. And when you don't get the joke, you kind of like, that's why inside jokes, like, oh, you had to be there, stuff like that. You're like, ouch, I wanted to, like, you want to be a part of that joke because you want to relate and you want to have that experience of, like, know why everything, that joke is funny, why peanut butter is so funny because, you know, you weren't there when it happened or whatever. <laughs> peanut butter so funny. <laughs> I have no idea. I just ran an example and pulled up. So why did you bring up chicken? Or chicken sandwich, chicken, chicken fajita. <laughs> that's chicken a now that's a no, yeah, good example of an inside joke. Exactly. So, um, no, ex- no, no, no one's I, gonna know. No one's gonna know about it. Oh come on, can I please explain it? I think it's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Fine. So my name is Christian Adlita. When looking at a menu, my friends noticed the uh, correspondence between my name, Christian Adlita, and the entree, chicken fajita. So. I became known as Chicken Feet. I also am known as Pineapple because my hair is spiky and uh, pineapple is spiky. So I have got like a whole bunch of random names. I'm sure we'll come. Um, we'll go through a list of my random names someday. <laughs> so oh, and I don't have Josh on the call. We, I don't think we have. A, there's not a long enough list that you can't put it on after documents. You just have to use Josh's Josh's head. Josh's you probably remember all of them. And he create and he double the list size in creating that list. Exactly. Uh, moving forward, how do you think you can use comedy more effectively? Uh, so some rules. So using comedy, right, you gotta using comedy. So using comedy effectively, you kind of have to follow some rules. So one, 
you always if you always have an audience so or if you plan to, if you don't have an audience you plan to present it to an audience mm-hmm. uh don't insult your audience in a way that offends them to being kind of defensive like don't make uh it's hard to give an example of this but it's don't say something that the person would really like like tick them off about it may be so, a truth maybe a truth they're not recognizing so it's like when you have like truth and pain right and it's taking the truth and if someone relates to that truth too much where they can't relate to that joke enough like there's a lot of like jokes out there that are culturally kind of insensitive and it's the people that like the jokes make fun of if you're making a joke that makes fun of that person they're not able to relate with that because they accept the truth or they accept the pain too much that they can't get you can't take the joke wrong what? it's because they don't accept the truth it may be true but it may it they may not just it may just be it may they may not just accept the truth because that's i don't think they want they don't want to laugh they don't want to laugh in themselves like that mm-hmm. they don't want to make fun of like you know their their religion or something like that yeah in a way even though you know you make you make christian makes fun of you know, just, there's a lot of random like people come up to me and like ask me if I'm like a different religion, and then they, they just name me Christian as like kind of like a joke. And I've like at this point, I've heard <laughs> that like I've heard, are you Jewish or are you like atheist or something? I've heard that joke so many times, it's not even funny. I've like only once have I heard someone change the joke to the point where it could actually be funny, but I've had that so many people come up to me like, are you actually like atheist or something? I'm like, no, it's yeah, no, sorry. It's like, oh, one thing that I have heard recently, and I think this is something my dad said, is like, uh, so we were at getting haircuts and stuff, and they called out Christian, and I'm like, uh, yep, that's me. And my dad goes, yep, that's Christian. Christian seven days a week and twice on Sunday. (laughs) So, like, there's, like, a lot of times there are jokes that actually are funny. It's just that, you know, they have to actually be funny. And to do that, you have to use comedy more effectively. So what do you think are some other ways to use comedy more effectively? So getting around this issue that I just mentioned, uh, you, you know, you know, someone who won't be offended by any of your jokes, guarantee a hundred percent you, the comedian, you won't be, I mean, you could be offended by your own jokes, but I don't think you're a very good comedian. I mean, I'm such a, I'm such a, you know, terrible, I'm such a, you know, rude person. Well, you got a problem. You got a problem here. (laughs) Self-deprecating humor is definitely. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I like. That's actually, if you don't know, that's uh, Ryan Reynolds' secret. He's always the butt of his own joke. Mm. Uh, in, you know, like, more life, in normal, like, kind of life, when he's Deadpool, it's a movie. Yeah, scripted stuff. Or, it's actually, like, he did, he's done the same jokes, just changing it slightly. He did the same, like, scene over and over again, trying to find a funny joke. Mm. That's also another Susan County effectively. You need to make more than one joke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I make a lot of jokes, and a lot of them aren't funny. And you kind of look dumb, but that's just how it runs. Because yeah. usually people don't notice it. You don't notice how many dumb jokes I make because you just don't notice them. And I think that's kind of like if you're trying to make jokes, you have to go through, what is it, the rule of uh, nine-tenths. Every nine out of ten jokes or it's nine out of ten ideas you have are bad ideas. And it's really... To create 10 good jokes, you have to go through 100 bad or 99 or 90 bad jokes to get through 10 decent jokes. And then editing the timing and the words used and how you present that joke 
makes the joke from a decent joke to a good joke. So really, comedians, I want to say the numbers that I heard before were that a comedian spends a year coming up with eight minutes of good stand-up comedy. That's people like the highly paid professional comedians that go from place to place and have like crowds of thousands go to their shows yeah def- definitely it's it's yeah that's why i say comedy is such a like difficult kind of career because your job is to be funny and if you're not funny well you don't have much of a job yeah and there's so, a lot that goes on that yeah so it could be like re- so a lot of like comedians unless you're like super super successful and even then it could be like a extremely stressful and a lot of like professional comedians that get like paid lots of money to go to the big places they'll go up to like stand up um they'll go up to like stand up nights at like uh bars and places like that and do and test out their material and a lot of it is really testing and refining your material going from your like 10 decent ideas bringing that into like a story or something and then constantly refining it changing the timing like all those comedians you'll see they usually tell the same stories like throughout their tours and stuff because that's what they've spent so long and they refined it and they've said it so many times that they have the timing down to a science almost and that's kind of like if you're going through and trying to like create your own comedy and create your own jokes and stuff a lot of it comes down to coming up with the ideas testing and refining those ideas until they make sense until they're funny every single time so how you can better a comedy so uh there's a so christian mentioned books um so there's two really good books that actually christian gave me it was one was the comic cool box and do you talk funny uh those thank you can we put those in the description christian yes we can totally put that, those in the description. okay good uh then also so there's that you can follow the rest lessons in that but i mean it'll, we talk about a lot of the same things mm-hmm. although maybe unintentionally uh or a bit briefer on each topic mm-hmm. but you know those books are definitely uh, good resources but so methods i use to get better at comedy so number one practice you kind of said this but you know i'm always the one that makes the jokes and in, in the normal episodes mm-hmm. you know testing out humor and then it gets better and better and then like when you may still make bad jokes what like when we locked you in the basement i am i am in the basement right now <laughs> No joke, I'm sitting in my basement. That's why I have a good microphone. If you notice the difference in the microphone, it's because I'm using a ba- microphone that is in my basement. Uh, so, like, make just make all the times the jokes. Don't care if you look stupid. If you look stupid, well... It's just part of the process. Pe- if people laugh at you because you look stupid, I think you've done your job. Well, I mean, your job is to make, get people to laugh. If they laugh at your joke or if they laugh at you, it's either way, you got them to laugh. Yeah, so... And don't uh, take and yourself also- too seriously. I think is definitely when you're going through and like testing out all these like new jokes and new material and stuff, making sure that you don't take yourself so seriously. Like that wasn't funny, or like ma- getting like angry over jokes that didn't pass. I think that's one thing that you could do is just take a laugh, take a joke, and being able to do that will help you so much when it comes to uh, being a comedian or creating better material. Yeah, definitely. Also, kind of. I recommend learning about kind of types of humor. So there's all different kinds of humor, like uh, dark comedy or Christian mentioned. I'd be good at deadpan. Oh, yes. Deadpan or awesome. there's puns, like more ironic kind of humor, which is kind of the ones I've, like the one at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. about, you know, serious conversation about comedy. And I'm a comedic professional. 
Exactly. So, All both of those are jokes, obviously, because you know. And they were totally not written down. <laughs> totally not Just did it on the spot or anything. So to kind of example of one of my favorite types of comedy is puns. I absolutely love puns. They're mm. witty humor, wordplay. Absolutely love it. There are so many circumstances, and this is kind of how my brain thinks. Like, I went to um, I went shopping one time with a friend or something, and I just literally went through the entire store and tried to find as many puns as I could possibly make. And it was the greatest, it, most hysterical time. And at the end of it, we were passing by the banana section. I'm like, am I driving you bananas? <laughs> just all these, like, random little, you know, puns. That's my preferred. It's really finding your preferred uh, method of comedy because there's so many methods out there that you could definitely and definitely experiment with them because some of them you might like think at first like oh deadpan humor just doesn't look all that interesting or whatever but then like actually trying it out definitely experiment be willing to experiment will help you out so much when it comes to like comedy or making jokes again you will look stupid if you fail and you will fail so you are guaranteed you have a hundred percent chance of looking stupid hundred percent so just go all the way to stupid don't hold back on your stupidity. And, you know, I guess that's an interesting statement to end on. But I'd like to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot. And we spend a lot of time putting these episodes together. If I would ask you to please, like, like this podcast, uh, if you go through and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts, that really means a lot. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram at YSB Today. Those are some places that you can find us. If you have any questions for us, you can find us at our email, which is in the description below. It is younger, smarter, better at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and stay hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm.